Good evening. As you can see on the screen, 2-5 is here. And we got college football right around the corner. So I wanted to reach out real quick, give y'all 2-5's top 25 thoughts about the college football season. So, sports reports is ordered. Coming at you tomorrow. Going to preview the AFC West. And going to talk about some coaches in the NFL that might be on the hot seat. Check all the info at the bottom of your screen. Like, review, subscribe. We're wherever you get your podcast. Let's get into it with number one. Georgia, the two-time reigning defending national champion. Can they do it for a third year in a row? I don't think so. But that's more because of probability than actually anything happening on or off the field. Now, with that being said, their schedule definitely sets up for a run. They go to Knoxville to play against the Vols. Outside of that, unless you think Ole Miss is suddenly going to get good, I'm not sure where they run into resistance. You always like to think that Florida is going to give them a battle. They're not. Unless Carson Beck isn't what they tell us he is. So I have them losing in the SEC championship game to LSU. More on that later. Number two, USC. Man, their schedule hurts. You know, so they play their first three games, you know, finishing up with Stanford in that third game. Then they go on a bye early in September, you know, mid-September. So then they don't have a bye the rest of the season. But they go to South Bend. They play Utah. And then they close out with Washington. At Autzen against the Ducks and against the Powder Blue Bears across the town. So that's going to be a tough finish for them. So I'm thinking at least two losses. We'll see. But I think that they could be a top 10 to 6-ish team. But the schedule ain't going to tell us that, you know, like SEC problems, you know, blame it on the schedule. Number three, Bama. Quarterback issues. We saw Milrow last year, and it didn't look good. He had the Dante Culpepper hands fumbling. He didn't play good against AM. He didn't play good in Knoxville. But the good news for Alabama is that all their tough games are at home this year. LSU, Tennessee. Well, I guess I take that back. AM is on the road. But, you know, so Bama is going to have a, a pretty good schedule to set them up. They got Texas at home. We'll see what happens. Everybody's saying that the new quarterback, Buckner, may end up being the starter because of his familiarity with Tommy Reese's offense from Notre Dame. But 2-5 says there's only one problem with that. He may know the playbook, but he was out all last season. So as smart as he may be, have the IQ, can he make the plays with his arm? Can he do it against live action? Number four. Speaking of Texas A&M, what is ATM? You know, they got a schedule this year, you know, playing Miami, playing Tennessee, Bama at home. Of course, they got LSU in division. So can Jimmy, or I'm sorry, Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino coexist? That's going to be interesting to see because come week two against Miami, the fans are going to start trying to load up their bank accounts and see what they can do to get him out of there if they lose that game. His buyout last year was $85 million. I think it drops to about 78 or so this year. 
They got the oil money. They got the boosters. Jimbo, you better get it together. Number five, can Duke creep up on my cousin Clemens? First game of the season, K. Klubnik left a lot to be desired in South Bend last year. Didn't look so great in the bowl game against Tennessee. Obviously, you know, he was a freshman. It was his first action. So you don't want to judge him per se. But that's all we got to go off of right now. So you can have all the talent in the world, but we got to see you do it. And for a team that has to play FSU before the end of September, they better keep their eyes open because Coach Mike Elko, former defensive coordinator for Jimbo Fisher at AM, could bring something. You know, I'm not saying Duke's going to win, but as they say on college game day, closer than the experts think. Number six, don't count TCU out just yet. That does not mean, I repeat, that does not mean, disclaimer, that does not mean that TCU is going back to the national title game. It does not mean that they're going back to the playoff, but I can still see them winning nine games. You know, Chandler Moore's Chad son taking over. Remember, he beat out Max Dugan last year before the injury. Only problem is Garrett Riley, offensive coordinator, is now at Clemson. So, Kendall Browse isn't a good, isn't a bad fallback plan, but isn't enough for TCU to keep up the momentum from last year. Number seven, was Bo Nix a product of the Pac-12 defenses? We saw him get smacked around the SEC. It just means more when he had to play Georgia and Bama every year. He couldn't get it done. Last year, he was a Heisman candidate up in Oregon. Got outplayed by Michael Penix, or else he would have been in New York City. So we'll see what happens with Oregon this year. They add USC to the schedule. They go to Seattle. It's going to be interesting for me to see. And, oh, by the way, they lost to the Beavers last year, too. Let us not forget. Number eight, will Utah be too beat up after their week one matchup with Florida and then get smacked up in Waco? Now, last I checked. They're going to Baylor for a noon kickoff, so noon Eastern being 11 o'clock here in the great state of Texas, the Lone Star. Are they going to be too physically beat up for that turnaround? Luckily for them, the game, Florida game is at home. We don't know just quite yet if Cam Rising is going to play or not. I think they should be able to handle Florida either way, but can they get out of Waco with a win? You know, they still got USC later in the schedule who's going to be looking for revenge. So Utah could literally be 8-4 and four this year, and it would not shock me. Number nine, can Iowa finally score? So Kirk Ferentz, you know, his son, Brian Ferentz, is the offensive coordinator because nepotism runs amok in Iowa City. You know, and if they score 300 points this season, there are some incentives in the contract for Brian. They picked up Kate McNamara from Michigan, so I expect them to be good. I expect them to finish second in the West to Wisconsin. We'll get to that as well. But I think Iowa will hit 300 points. You know, they remind me a lot of the Denver Broncos last year. You know, we talked about the Broncos. If they averaged this and averaged that, they would have been a playoff team. If Iowa could consistently score 21 to 24 points, they're making the big 10 title game this year. If not, probably staring down the barrel of seven and five. Number 10, those guys right behind me. Is Florida State for real? Yes, they are. That does not mean they're going to win a national title, but what that does mean is that I think 
they beat Clemson one of the two times that they played them this year. See what I did there? So starting the season with LSU Labor Day weekend, I think that's a win. You know, beat LSU in New Orleans last year, only getting better. But they play at Clemson at the end of September. But I think that those two are going to meet again in the ACC championship game. FSU could make the playoffs. You know, this is the first time in probably five or six years that we've had anything and been been excited about an offensive line. So that alone is an improvement. Trey Benson back there. Jordan Travis is back. Jarrett Verse is back. You know, could be the top defensive player taken in the NFL draft next year. We'll just have to see it come together. Is Mike Norvell the type of coach? Does he have Tubby Smith syndrome where he can win at the lower program, but he can't put it together at the big program? Number 11, bold prediction time. The Oregon State Beavers are going to go to the Pac-12 title game. I have them losing to Washington in the Pac-12 title game. I have them beating Washington during the regular season. They avoid USC this year. You know, like I said, they beat Oregon last year. So, of course, there's the revenge thing there. But if DJ Uyangalele can look anything like his first year at Clemson, then Oregon State got a steal. And I'm rolling with that until I see otherwise. Number 12, Tanner Mordecai. You know, SMU legend, right? Nine touchdown passes against Houston. It was probably more like 14, and I think everybody just stopped counting because it was ridiculous. He's at Wisconsin now with Luke Fickle, for whom my money is a top six coach in America, probably top three coach in the Big Ten, top two coach in the Big Ten already. You know, they got Phil Longo from UNC, who was the offensive coordinator that helped Drake May get onto the scene. So I got Wisconsin winning the West, you know, so we'll see. And bold prediction number two, Wisconsin's going to beat Ohio State this year. And, of course, you got Luke Fickle, formerly of Ohio State, former interim coach. So don't think that that game means nothing to him. Number 13, last year was really cute up in Knoxville. You know, Josh Heifel came in from Central Florida. He made Hendon Hooker into a Heisman candidate. That offense is tough to stop. It looks like the old Art Browse Baylor offenses. Can they go into Tuscaloosa this year? Bold prediction number two, they beat Georgia this year in Knoxville. But Tennessee is the type of team that could slip up somewhere because as bad as people talk about USC's defense, Tennessee's was just as bad. We just don't talk about it because people don't want to bat off the SEC. Number 14, how many games will it take for Notre Dame fans to call for Marcus Freeman's head on a platter? Why do I say that? They brought in Sam Hartman from Wake Forest probably the best quarterback in Wake Forest history, one of the best quarterbacks in ACC history. It should go well. Notre Dame's lines are tough. The defense is good. But I look at that schedule. They go to Clemson. They got the Buckeyes coming in. They start with Navy. And don't forget, last year in my hometown of Baltimore, Maryland, you know, down at MNT Bank Stadium, Notre Dame went up 35-13 to 13 on Navy, held on for a three-point win and didn't score a point in the second half. They lost to Stanford last year. They lost to Marshall last year. So all I'm saying is you can lose to Clemson. You can lose to Ohio State. You can lose to USC. Those better be the only games you lose because if you lose any other game outside of those three. E, poor Besito. All right, number 15. 
Who lets Michigan get away with this line of scheduling? Check this out. East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, and Rutgers to start the season. You know, and then as far as I'm concerned, they're on by until October 21st, and that's when they go to East Lansing to play Sparty. But even then, they should probably beat Sparty. So realistically, we're probably looking at a two-game season between the Nittany Lions and the Buckeyes. One of those two teams can beat Michigan. If not, and even if they do, Michigan's probably in the playoffs because I don't know if both of them can beat them. So there's that. You know, number 16, did you forget? Because a lot of people forgot. Y'all must have forgot who won the Big 12 last year. That would be the Kansas State Wildcats. And I'm picking them to win it again. You know, I know everybody's in love with Texas. Everybody's in love with Oklahoma. And I know they got all the recruits. They got all the five stars. But you got to coach them up. You got to coach them up. So, you know, and look out for K-State's office coordinator in the offseason, getting some head coach consideration. Number 17, it was 1939. The last time Tulane finished two seasons in a row ranked. Now, I said finished. We're at the start of the season. They haven't got there yet. And, oh, by the way, Tulane was also an SEC member at the time that that happened. But now they're on notice. Because they got the back-to-back CUSA champion UTSA Roadrunners coming to their conference. So I don't know if they're going to finish ranked two years in a row, even though quarterback Michael Pratt is a stud. You know what I mean? Their running back is Don Spears. So I'm not sure how I quite feel about Tulane right now. Maybe I'll change as the season gets started. But as of right now, I'm not banking on it. Number 18, will anybody else from the ACC get ranked? Will it be Miami? Could NC State do it with Brennan Armstrong coming in from Virginia? I got another team in mind that I'm going to tell you in a few thoughts down the road. But could one of those two teams do something? Can Miami beat A&M? Can Miami use their talent? Mario Cristobal is a real close-to-the-best conservative-type coach. Ask Oregon fans why they were not upset that he's gone, even though he the way he recruits. So there's a reason for that. Can Miami come back this year? They're just like Notre Dame, Texas. Every single year, we think this is the year. You know, they played for the ACC title once since joining the conference in 2004. Remember the All-Canes Conference? Not over here, homeboy. You know, now. NC State, you know, they've been known to clip Florida State a time or two. You know, if they do it again, obviously that'll lead potentially to them being ranked. You know, they were pretty good last year until Devin Leary got hurt, but now he's at Kentucky. So we're going to have to see. But Dave Doring is an underrated coach who I'm surprised hasn't got a Midwestern job just yet. I said, I didn't say Northwestern. I said Midwestern. Number 19, who can Colorado clip? You know, we want to see Coach Prom do well. I want to see Coach Prom do well. I want the drama. I want the fuckery and craziness. But can they clip anybody this year? Me and Mr. Logical talked about this on one of our very first episodes of Sports Reports is Ordered, uh, wherever you get your podcast. But, you know, I, looking at their schedule, they start out with TCU in Fort Worth, high noon, big, big Saturday Fox game of the week 
that could be their chance because Chandler Morse is coming off an injury, new offensive coordinator, new system. Maybe they can catch TCU trying to figure it out. If not, if they beat Nebraska, would that be considered an upset? You know, year one of Matt Rule, or if they beat Nebraska, will we just say, yo, it's year one of Matt Rule? You know, they're not beating Oregon. They're not beating USC. So maybe they catch Oregon State. If DJ, you know, isn't what I think he's going to be, maybe they can catch Utah just off a style of play and, you know, catching Utah coming out of a tough schedule. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm interested to see it, and I'm here for must-see TV, Colorado Buffaloes. They, they can end up being the most watched 2-10 team in history. Number 20, can Texas do the unthinkable? What is the unthinkable? It is not winning the Big 12 because we've seen them do it before. It is not winning the national title because we saw them do it before. Can they waltz into Tuscaloosa and walk out victorious? Last year in Austin, they were about a hair short of beating Alabama, and that was Alabama with Bryce Young coming off of a Heisman. You know, is their defense improved enough to get timely stops? Because if you remember, he drove the ball down with about two minutes to win that game. No B. John Robinson. They still have the receivers intact, but I do like this running back, C.J. Baxter. He's just a freshman. Will the lights be too big? I think they can beat Bama. I don't think they will beat Bama, but can they do it? Can they do it? Number 21, teams that are not in the top 25 today that I think will be at the end of the year. Louisville, you know, why? That's the other team I was talking about a few questions ago that I was going to hold on to because of their schedule. They got Brian Brown back home, new head coach coming in from Purdue. They got Jack Plummer coming in from Cal as the quarterback. They got no they got no Clemson, no Florida State on the schedule. Because remember, the ACC got rid of divisions this year. So no, there is no Atlantic division for them to have to navigate through. So they don't have to play Florida State or Clemson. They still have to play Miami. They still have to play NC State. They still have to play Notre Dame, even though it's not a conference game. You know, Notre Dame has their five-game ACC deal. So, you know, nine and three, I think, can get them ranked. You know, they just got to not stumble against Kentucky. Obviously, don't trip up against Indiana or get got by Georgia Tech in the Georgia Dome. So, you know, I think Louisville is going to end up ranked. South Alabama out of the Sun Belt, I think, is going to beat Tulane. And I think they're going to turn around and beat Oklahoma State as well en route to a 10 and 2 at worst possible undefeated season, possible New Year Six birth. We'll see. You know, I'm not predicting the New Year Six, but I am predicting that they will be ranked in the top 25. You know, this which brings me to who is uh, not or who is in the top 25 right now that won't be at the end of the year. North Carolina. Love Drake May. New offensive coordinator coming in. Mac Brown's just another year older. But without the ageism, you know, just looking at North Carolina the last couple of years, they tend to peak early and then taper off at the end of the year. So I have no reason to not expect that to happen again. You know, Oklahoma, top eight recruiting classes the last two years, top eight in the portal the last two years. I don't like the coach. Brent Venables, great defensive coordinator. I think he falls into that coordinator, but not necessarily a great head coach lane. We'll see. He can prove me wrong. And then you got old Mrs. Old Mrs. I said, 
They got LSU and Bama back-to-back at one point this year. And, oh, by the way, they add a trip to the hedges on their schedule this year. You know, because this was the SEC thing that I get into it with these people about because, you know, you might talk to somebody that's an SEC fan and they say, we're in the SEC. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't play Bama, Georgia, LSU, Florida. You know, you don't play all of them every year. And Ole Miss is saying, hey, we got LSU, Bama, and Georgia. And I'm like, you know what? That's good enough for me. You ain't going to be ranked. All right. Number 23, can Penn State beat either one of the big two, the big two being the poisonous nuts from Columbus or the weasels, meat chicken up in uh, Ann Arbor? Can they do it? I would say they're probably more likely to beat Ohio State than they are Michigan. I'm not sure they beat either one. I'm almost positive it won't be Michigan just for the fact that Michigan ran for 418 yards against them last year. So you got to tackle them before you could try to beat them. At least they had a lead on Ohio State last year. It was at home, though, so they got to go to Columbus. That's going to be the tough part. But I think Ohio State is more likely than Michigan. Last year, Penn State finished the regular season 10-2, and only two losses, Ohio State and Michigan. They were ranked in the top 10. I think we could see the same thing again this year, even though they upgraded at quarterback. No experience. I love their running game. I love their defense. Penn State, I put it like this. If Penn State can't get to the Big Ten title game this year, I don't know the next time they do. Number 24, Power 5 champions. So, Big Ten, I got Michigan over Wisconsin. SEC, LSU over Georgia. ACC, FSU over Clemson. Pac-12, Washington over Oregon State. And then in the Big 12, I got K-State over Texas. So that's it. Then your top, or finally number 25, non-Power 5 champions, because you know I got to give them some love too. So I got UTSA in the American. I got Toledo over Ohio in the MAC. South Alabama in the Sun Belt. I got Boise in the Mountain West, and I got my Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky winning the Conference USA, even though I'm a little nervous about Liberty with Jamie Chadwell coming in there. I think we have to wait a year, though. So I think Western Kentucky wins it this year. I think next year, once Chadwell gets some recruits in there, gets a little longer to get in the portal and everything, Liberty's going to run all over that CUSA. You know, don't be surprised if Liberty ends up in a new revamped ACC once Florida State and Clemson get up out of there. SMU could end up there as well. Those are my top 25 thoughts about the top 25 in college football this season. You know, thank you for spending a few minutes with me. Like, review, subscribe, share. You know, got all the info on the screen here on your ticker. We are everywhere that you get your podcast, And, of course, You can see this pretty face on YouTube. 2-5 out.